I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby? Just jump back in? I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey, this is Dustin, and you're listening to now episode nine, or could be episode eight, part two of the Old Man Style Cards podcast. Got a little crazy with the episode this week and totally forgot to talk about 1991, the year 1991, when it comes to card sorting. And also left out uh, another favorite YouTube channel of mine. So I'm going to jump in real quick. This will be a short podcast today, but just want to talk a little bit about those two things. So back to card sorting, um, and I, I kind of flew through that. And so just to backtrack a little bit, with card sorting, what I do, because I actually had two questions asked to me about this. When I do the card sorting, everybody has different styles, personalities, but when I do it, I, I put the cards in the box and um, I basically kind of spread them all out on a table. And then if it's, say their rookie year is 1988, I'll grab those 88 cards first, then 89, 90, and I'll just go through all the years that I have of that card. And sometimes um, I may have every year of the player that, you know, that played during that time. So I'll kind of like put them in order from the beginning, from 88 to say they stopped playing or my last card could be 1994. I'll take all those cards, put them in a stack, and then put them in my box. And that could be like my Jeff Bagwell stack. Um, And then I'll go to another player and it could be Mark Grace. And I'll take the cards for Mark Grace, and I'll do the same thing and then put them in the box. Right now, it's not super OCD where I've got them uh, alphabetized by last name or first name or any of that stuff. Um, The only kind of system that I currently have right now is kind of like my favorite players, like King Griffey Jr. and Michael Jordan. They're in their own box. And then Frank Thomas, Nolan Ryan, some other key players, they're in the very back of the bo- of certain boxes, so I know where to grab them and go. Um, so it's kind of a fluid thing, so I haven't really got a rhyme or reason outside of my King Griffey Jr. and Michael Jordan box. But 1991, which the reason why I mentioned that uh, on the last podcast but never talked about it, is in 1991, just in baseball, everybody, like, it is like, like, like cards were exploding. They were exploding, which is why it's called the junk wax era, but they were really exploding. And then like 1991 to like 1992, let me just kind of like roll off. And I'm sure, I'm sure I'm probably missing something. I was doing my best to research this. Um, I kind of rushed it. So if I missed something, just let me know on Instagram or uh, let me know in the comments. But just for baseball, we had Tops, Upper Deck, Score, Bowman, Leaf, Don Russ, Fleer, and then, of course, Stadium Club is part of Tops, which you had Stadium Club. So right there, just for baseball, you had eight different um, brands and card companies that were producing cards all at the same time, all in the same year. And then it got a little crazy, and I was telling somebody this. I never, I didn't really realize that there were Series 1 and Series 2. So, for example, 1991 Donruss, 
you had these green cards that were series two, but you also had this like um, minty green color. Like you have all these like random colors of cards, some glossy, some not. I mean, it was just the wild, wild west. In 1991, you had those crazy yellow FLIR cards that I think made me have glasses now because they were so bright and crazy. And I think they're still producing those. And it's just it's unbelievable how many different companies and then you switch over to 1992, and then you then you add to that stack, Flare. I love some Flare, you guys. Flare, Flare Ultra, Pinnacle, and then you had Upper Deck Upper Deck Collectors Choice. So right after 1991, like even more companies and more cards were dropping in, and this is just in one sport. Um, and so that's where it gets a little overwhelming as I collect all these wax boxes because just in baseball, I just reeled off a ton to you, and that's just one year. Um, but you know, as the years went on and cards were booming, these companies are like, Hey, I want, I want my money. And they started making more cards and you can't blame them because people were buying cards left and right back in the early nineties and they were selling. And then you had like all kinds of different, you know, levels of cards. You had the, the flare cards I mentioned that were like maybe triple the thickness of a 1991 flare card. And they had gloss to them and they were super quality cards, flare ultra, they were shiny. They smelled good. They had awesome, like, colors on them. And, like, they put, like, 1992 tops to sleep if you put those cards beside each other. Even though some of the pictures are really cool in the tops cards, this, the, the Fleer Ultra, it was just bringing another level of excitement to the hobby. So you also had, like, I mean, honestly, where every, to me, this, this, where the hobby really changed was in 1989. When Upper Deck put out, you know, their famous King Griffey Jr. rookie, but just that 89 Upper Deck set and design, that I mean, that changed the game. Because then it was like, okay, car companies, you can keep rolling out these really flimsy cardboard cards, which are, which are chewing gum. But Upper Deck's like, you know what? We're going to put the photo on the back. Boom. You know, mind-blowing explosion. The hobby's taken off because all of a sudden people are like, man, like Upper Deck's got, you know, like... The, the photos on the back, and then they got holograms on the card. And then, you know, the, the colors are popping, and, like, it was just, it just, it's like, it just exploded. Because then people are like, man, like, we can, we got to take it to the next level. And that really put the pressure a little bit there on tops and FLIR and, you know, even SCORE. Like, that started putting the, the pressure on them to, you know, up the game and do different things. And so it's pretty cool to watch the transformation of certain card companies how some had awful years and some had really good years. I mean, 1988 Don Russ, I mean, the cards are just super, super awful. Then 1989, pretty cool cards. They, they, you know, they did a step up and then you get a 1990 Don Russ, the red ones. Ugh. I mean, it is just, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to watch. And if you, if you love the jump wax like I do, you know, you just when you dive into how many different ones there are, it's pretty crazy, which makes the card sorting crazy because, you got all these all these different varieties of cards and you're trying to organize them by year. And so after doing that for a few hours these past few weeks, I pretty much can uh, sort them out for you. So um, I might need to uh, hire that service out. If someone needs some card sorting, maybe I'll come up and do it for you uh, because it's a big task. But again, you know, cards were changing. You got Flare, Flare Ultra, then Pinnacle. You know, which is uh, uh, basically would score, but Pinnacle, 
you know, had really cool glossy cards and, and had that out there. And then you had Upper Deck Collector's Choice and they had some cool inserts. And um, then he started seeing like gold signatures and silver signatures and like that term insert that's blown up now in the, in the uh, current hobby. You know, you started seeing that in basketball and you started seeing that in other sports where they had like these really cool inserts and like the famous Scoring Kings insert from the 1993-94 Fleur Ultra. Um, you're like, you had these chase cards and people were like, man, what is that? And like, you could only get one, you had a chance of getting one scoring King, uh, at once a box, but there's 18 different scoring Kings. And so the chance of pulling a Jordan scoring Kings out of a Fleur Ultra box is really tough. And so that started really, um, changing how the, how a card is rare and how hard it is to get. And, um, just the progression of that's crazy. And so that's what I want to mention on the last episode is just, the explosion of the different companies and um, didn't kind of tailor out a little bit there after probably like, I would say like maybe 1995, 96, it kind of slowed down a little bit and you had less um, card brands out there and less variety. But then the inserts and the card values kind of picked up as the years went on. And then as you get into 2023, you know, all the different parallels and eight different colors and the craziness and chaos of that. So just a fun thing I want to share with you because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you love cards like I do. Like, it's pretty fun to look back at all the different companies and look at the history of that. And so, uh, yeah, just uh, next time you're going through your cards, just look at that. Look at that progression of certain cards and the styles and all of those um, different things that were out there. Um, also, what I left off on the last uh, podcast is I meant to mention I would put in my my top YouTube channels. Also, Sports Card Dad. Uh, follow him on YouTube. His name's actually Dustin, and I believe he's in North Carolina too, so pretty pretty funny, and I think we're the same age, which is all kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, he's got a great YouTube channel called The Sports Card Dad. He actually just dropped a pretty cool video about being addicted to the hobby and um, put out some honesty out there, but he's got a good channel, keeps it real, talks about different things in the hobby, and um, yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of good stuff that he puts out there and solid channel and been watching his stuff for a little bit now, so yeah, you'll go check him out, and that is Sports Card Dad on YouTube, and give that a subscribe as well. So yeah, just wanted to jump back here, do a quick podcast today and let you know about 1991-92, that card type stuff, and then also the uh, YouTube channel I left out. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day, and um, don't forget, Card Show, if you're in the North Carolina area, Card Show in Raleigh at the Car Scott Building at the State Fairgrounds on Saturday, Sunday. That'll be cards, toys, matchbox cars. Um, but it should be a pretty good show and that's done by inside pitch promotions. And I'll be out there from about nine to 12 on Saturday. All right. You guys take care.